Hey, Jeff. My name is Jeff. Welcome to Hey, Julia, a podcast about Jeffs. <laughs> My name is Brett. <laughs> I'm Danielle. And we are a Big Brother podcast that is dabbling in this quarantine universe into Survivor <sighs> Season 40. It, we are dabbling. It's a big dabble. We're fully, I mean, I would say we're fully emerged now in Survivor. And I oh, think yeah. this season is really picking up. <laughs> I think we probably joked about this on a previous episode of Hey Jeff, but it's going to be sad when like Survivor 41 happens and it's just the usual cross section of wannabe reality stars and like people who can take a month off of work. And <laughs> yeah. Well, if jobs exist anymore, if jobs, uh, yeah, exactly. You know, the world's in flux, but can I just say something? What's the up? world is in flux. So we're all staying inside a lot more than usual and perhaps watching things that usually we wouldn't care that much to watch. Last weekend, I started watching season one of Survivor oh. available on Amazon Prime. Oh, and it's incredible to watch, especially compared to this season. It's because better or worse? It, I mean, it's it's different, but it's like way better than most seasons of anything, Mm. uh, current seasons, just because the people they cast, like you brought this up, they have like attorneys on there. (laughs) Like They have people with truly real jobs. They're such real people, even though they're obviously like characters in that they're, they have personalities and they're not afraid to see their minds. But like, you know, it was 20 or however long years ago. So there was no Instagram. There was nothing else. It was just these people thought this would be a cool experience. And so you get like, they're all old. They're all out of shape. You know, there's like two college students. (laughs) So you watch them just like struggle. And the, the comp, despite the fact that they're all old and out of shape, the competitions are insane. They're so hard. They're so much harder than any of the competitions on this season that all the hot fit people are struggling with. It's amazing. I got to tell you this, this the the uh, competition on this episode today, I don't know if it's the walls closing in on me. I haven't seen the sun in Lord knows <laughs> how long. But like this one, I was like, man, this must actually be rough. I could see it like they're now they're now like about 16 days in. It's yeah. now to the point where I could see that they're just like truly exhausted and mm. carrying wet, soggy bags of rice in the ocean that's not easy even though it's like oh yeah well i can carry a bag of rice but it looks it probably was really hard i i was thinking honestly i was like wow they're making this look really hard all they need to do is lift with their legs (laughs) that's what i was thinking (laughs) well you're some you're metallica some kind of monster i am but you, listen, the the challenges in season one of Survivor are like exclusively underwater. <laughs> so like, <laughs> it's like a Mission Impossible so, thing. <laughs> it's like it's, it's. I was like, of course they don't do this anymore. But that's kind of why the first season is so good. It's like they're doing all this shit that now they would for sure be sued or like someone would definitely die during this. But back then we weren't worried. <laughs> but. But so just the comparison is super interesting. So if people have Prime and if, you know, you're searching for things to watch in our current situation, highly recommend season one of Survivor. I'm getting through it and I'm really enjoying it. That's awesome. That's cool to hear. Um, Don't know if I'll revisit it, but uh, it's It's just even to even to like 
put yourself in a time machine where you're like, oh my God, there wasn't just Rudy as an old man on season oh, one of yeah. Survivor. There was another old man. The guy who won the whole thing was like probably in his 40s, Richard, right? He must well, have Richard, been in his but like, 40s. There was another old man and his name was Beebe and he was really rude and annoying. And he told everyone, he was like, you know what? Just vote me off. <laughs> he was like, I'm good. <laughs> I need a cheeseburger. Get me out of here. Yeah, he I was mean, like, I don't want to hang out with you losers anymore. Goodbye. In one of the episodes, they did show a clip of uh, of one of the, of the first season of Survivor, and I was like, wow, it, it definitely is different. Just like just seeing Richard's, you know, just body walking around there. I'm like, they do not cast people who look like this on on the show anymore. No, and but the and the transformations, like I got like six episodes in, and already they all lose like twenty pounds. <laughs> I remember when I watched Survivor that you know the first few years, it's like, and I'm sure they'll do this at the end of this show as well. It's like they show you know what day one looks like and what day thirty five or whatever looks like, and you're like, oh my god. It's different when everybody has yes. 2% body fat to, to start. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, I'm only going to eat like weird fish. Cool. That's what I do normally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like their eyebrows grow in a little oh. bit. Whereas these people, it's oh. full transformation. And it's just like everything that they make the first season people do is a fucking struggle. They have to go deep into the woods to get water. They have to just to get, if they win a competition... They have to then like traverse a massive terrain or go or like get in a boat and and boat their way over to an island where the idol is like hidden up on a tree. It's like you won. Now you have to go complete this other task to get the fucking <laughs> idol. It's so crazy. Yeah. Now it's like, yeah, well, we just have water. I, I, we can't have people fucking with water. Yeah. We just, we'll just yeah, put a little course. bucket. We'll just put a bucket there and have some interns <laughs> bring over some Evian. There's a lot of Dasani in, in Costco's right now. So maybe they'll have mm. Dasani on, on uh, season 41. What's your take? Because personally, I'm a Dasani fan. I did not know that waters taste different. Until Dasani has a distinct plastic taste that i love i well i love <laughs> you and i uh are very similar in that we liked artificial things yeah uh, i have a raging diet coke addiction i am very i'm very stocked up just okay, in case anyone wants to know i'm very stocked up on diet coke um, thank god i don't know i i'll be honest don't drink a lot of water probably should drink more <laughs> or but also i got like one of those filters i got one of those fridges with like a filter and a button and i just hit the button and it come and filtered water comes out so like that's how i consume water i'm not a big bottled water person yeah so i wouldn't no, know me neither i drink new york's finest from the tap honey. oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> but um wait uh, oh uh, we need to get into this episode oh yeah okay because i have a lot there's a this was the best episode of the season. Sorry for making you wait. This is the best episode oh of the season. A lot of stuff to talk about. Just top to bottom, shocking television. From the start, though, we open <laughs> Yara. They're feeling great. They're feeling fine. They unanimously evicted Rob, and they're like, it was yeah. good times on Yara Island. And it's so funny because before Adam said it, I wrote down Ding Dong, which is dead. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if they don't have this soundbite, then the producers flopped on this episode. <laughs> and sure enough, next next scene, Adam goes, Ding Dong, the witch is dead. Oh, God. <laughs> be Rob is done. I know, right? Um, I mean, so, I think we could be, you and I sh could be with the amount of 
Oh, at this point, sure. We're like a lot more clever than them. If it ever goes back into production, hire me and Brett. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. But Adam, <laughs> um, though, kind of the odd. It's like you you lived enough to be the hero. You you kill you become the villain or something like that. It's like all right, well now. It's like, all right, that, that enjoyment has lasted for a solid 20 minutes until someone has to become the new villain of the tribe. And Adam's like... I think he mm. knows it, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he seems adept enough, having never seen him before, like, five weeks ago. He seems adept enough at being a bit of, like, a weaselly villain and sort of keeping himself alive in a game. Right. I mean, they're doing good. They're really killing it, that team. They're, like, the young, hot team, and they're fine. I just had this one note, okay, when Rob goes over to Age of Extinction. Shit island. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, wouldn't it have been fun if he got kicked out last week and we got to see him to do that log challenge? Oh, the one where Ethan almost died? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Rob wouldn't have done it. I just think it would have been, I just think it was a missed opportunity. They should have saved that challenge for when Rob got sent to Age of Extinction because it would have been fun to watch. As someone whose body type is close to this version of Rob and not like young hot Rob, I was like, yeah, that's that's not going to (laughs) happen. Anyways, they all turn over some stones on shit island and and, uh, Tyson. Every time someone gets a, a, I want to talk about this. Every time someone gets an idol on this game, it involves them putting it in between, like just up against their genitals, because <laughs> there's no yeah. better place to hide something than yeah. literally against your 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 man bits or lady bits, or yeah. whatever bits. I don't care. Listen, this was a pre-quarantine, pre-washing your hands world. I, I mean, if people go back and listen to this podcast, Brett, of us recording during regular Big Brother season, we have definitely talked about how it's crazy that people wash their hands after going to the bathroom in the middle of the night because you and I would not do that. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I also, um, I'll, I'll, let's just talk about it. If I, I'm, I probably have talked about it on this show before. I am a middle of the night sitter. I sit to go to the bathroom. I do not want to turn on any lights. I do not want to activate my brain. I don't want to open my eyes as much as possible. I want to navigate my way to the bathroom with as little as little uh, sensory input as possible. Do as little to turn, turn on my brain. So as a man, drop trowel. You know, you make sure you're all in there and, and you go. You don't, have, you don't have to touch anything. So that was that's been a fun yeah. uh, segment of Hey Jeff. Moving on. <laughs> I'd recommend it to all the guys well, out there. Well, I'm just saying, it, this, that was a pre-quarantine world. Now we're washing our hands oh. 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. And make sure you're moisturizing too. But so one thing about this Tyson finding the idol thing that I made a note of, I was very uncomfortable with the choice of doing both just this, these like uh, confessionals and him eating the peanut butter in extreme close-up. With a clam. I was very uncomfortable with this. Yeah, it was It a was bit already, before he even started eating, the camera was very tight on his face. And I was like, do they do this with everybody? Or do they just decided to extreme close-up Tyson's face? Because it was very, I could see up his nose. And then he started eating the peanut butter and making like, Yum, yum, yummy sounds. And it was horrible. The dirty little clam that he was using as a spoon freaked me out. 
yeah, I don't want to, cause like he was, yeah, it was like he was using his fingers. <laughs> it was just like not a good look. No. Um, on the opposite side of that. So that was something that disgusted me this episode. Something that I found very hot this episode. During the competition, Wendell, competition. Wendell talked smack to Jeff and that was hot. Oh yeah. Oh, that was a, that was an iconic moment of the show. <laughs> That's so good. That made me want to like, I was like, do these two have history? Because, <laughs> because it was very fun. And I loved Jeff's response to it. It would be great if Jeff, like all of a sudden we get a Jeff confessional. It's like, <laughs> I also dated Wendell briefly after a season <laughs> of Survivor. It did not go well. <laughs> Yeah, Wendell just like has so much history in this show. We get um, a lot of Wendell this episode. Yeah, they he cannot figure it out with Michelle or with Parv. Wendell was a guy who I didn't really have much of an opinion on before this episode, other than being like, seems like a nice guy, seems like he's helpful around camp. He builds all the furniture. Totally. Sure, I'll root for him. Certainly have opinions about him. There's much stronger opinions about him at the end of this episode. That It was a interesting heel turn from Wendell. I don't know if he was like that on his season of, of Survivor, but uh, an interesting um, uh, turn from him this week. Well, let's let's talk about it. So he, so um, I forget the team's name again, but Adam's team know wins. The team's name. Actually, well, there's, hold on. There's so much to talk about. Before well, that. okay, keep going then. Um, we have a double eviction this week. We we yes. hear about that. We get Jeff having this. Uh, Wendell says to Jeff, "Watch this, Jeff." And then yeah. Jeff sa- Jeff says that he's talking smack to him. Actually, never it's mind. Hot. I don't have that much to say about the competition. Well, I all I was getting to was the fact that so like. Adam's team is safe, and these two other teams, we get to see the drama and how they're going to figure out who's going to go home. And that's when we saw, like, Wendell and Michelle, they weren't on the same page. We got a little more of, like, a little more history of their failed relationship. For a second, I was like, oh, my gosh, is this? Because we're spending so much time on the fact that they had a failed relationship. I'm like, are they going to get back together? (laughs) Is that where this is going? That's the only thing we care about. Yeah, exactly. But I don't think it, I don't think they are. But so Harv was like hearing that he was talking smack, hearing that he was untrustworthy, and she decided to stick the knife into him. So oh, she tried. <laughs> she did. She tried. Uh-huh. I mean, I think it was, uh, I think it was about flipping Nick, right? Like Nick would be the, the vote to flip. Yeah. I just felt I just felt bad yeah. for it. Very rarely do I feel bad for attractive people, but Sele, man, like the most attractive tribe. I was like, man, it's rough when hot people. For the first time, I was like, man, it's man. We should just give hot people a chance. Yeah, it's tough to watch them turn on each other. But meanwhile, on the less hot team, the red team, to call Tony. Yes, thank you, thank you. Uh, was in the spy bunker. I don't, I don't understand this at all. (laughs) Well, we spent a minute on the episode about Tony and his spy bunker. And I was like, oh, is this like a reference to a past season? He goes and hides in his little like bush (laughs) and and listens to people. Um, But he didn't really get to overhear anything. It didn't amount to anything. I will say that that Tony, just one note on Tony. He um, very ahead of the game in terms of social distancing. 
Yes. So at the game, you know, because he is, as an older gentleman, he's more vulnerable. Yeah. So. Yeah. He's probably like 38. Oh, <laughs> he's God. probably not that old. <laughs> he's probably seven years older than me. Um, and I just wanted to, so on the other, on the other island, like Denise is, Denise and Sandra are trying to figure things out together. It seems like they were all good and cool. And then when the other, like they're talking about their strategy and how Denise has the um, immunity and blah, blah, the idol and blah, blah, blah. And then the other woman came walking by and they had the worst transition I've ever heard where Sandra's like, so yeah, if you just use the immunity idol, cookies and cream. yeah i love cookies and cream oh i miss cupcakes cupcakes are good (laughs) like it was such a jarring like the girl who walked in i don't remember her name i was gonna oh you stepped on my bit i was gonna ask you to name that person (laughs) i don't i have no idea she walked in and they're like yeah we're just talking about cupcakes we miss cupcakes and she's like, okay, <laughs> like clearly you weren't. <laughs> but I am cool. Eighty percent sure her name is Kim. Okay, yeah, Kim. But she every seems time like a Kim, she's gonna win this game because like she's just Anne Blanding it, like all exactly. The way and that's the thing. Clearly, these pros are aware that that's what you, that's what you probably should be doing because the really high profile people, as we soon find out, are uh, getting acts left and right but so so they so it seemed like going into these two tribal councils it seemed like parvati had it figured out to stick it to wendell and it seemed like sandra and denise had it figured out where they were gonna get i forget who their target even was i think jeremy Jeremy. okay so but they it just seems like okay we know who's generally probably safe and we know who's generally probably on the block for lack of a better term so we get to tribal council mm-hmm. which i also just made a note it looked very cold it, every, <laughs> did you notice every tribal council is like really windy looking and i'm sure it's like 85 <laughs> degrees and like 90 percent humidity wherever the hell they are so it's not actually cold but the just the <laughs> right. visual of the wind you're like oh i don't i don't want to be there yeah um they had to give them like blankets <laughs> it uh, looked yeah. very uncomfortable just the, so, just like the iconography of like a fire barely staying alive in this windswept cliff you're like oh life is so precious in these oh, times it, is. it so is and no one knows that more than parvati oh, so at tribal yeah. council jeff brings up like he he pokes the bear a little bit where wendell and parvati get into it and how who do you think came across as the winner in this argument Wendell kept just saying different versions of, I'm just being real. I'm just being real. <laughs> and I was like, this, first of all, it doesn't sound like a person being real. And it's like, he, he, I hinted at this earlier. He came across like a giant asshole this week. I, I feel the opposite. Oh. I actually think, you're saying he he was just saying that. I thought he did come across as real. I thought he was like, listen, I put my cards on the table to you, Parvati. And if you couldn't keep it to yourself, then like, that's on you. And I actually thought she came across really poorly in the exchange. Um, 
And that's why I was so, but I was still surprised that what happened happened. So we can say now, I think. Yeah. Parv got got. She got got. I mean, she should have seen, like, here's the thing. Like, it it came to this moment, and I just want to praise tribal councils, really. Like, this is a place where our true love, Big Brother, just doesn't, doesn't have it. Like, I understand, I mean, I wish they could just bring Julie in for, like, one extra day a week and just have her do, like, obviously this is edited together, and it's edited really fast. It's got this life. It's got this energy to it. And... The tribal councils are really amazing. You're putting people on the spot. People are bartering for votes. They're bartering for this and that. They're arguing. And they They're are being honest. On the table. They're being really honest. And it's yeah. like, hey, house guests. Hey, Julie. <laughs> Liz, I see some do of you, you miss your mom? <laughs> I do yeah, exactly. miss my mommy. <laughs> <laughs> some of you are really enjoying the donuts this week <laughs> and then they show like a, a highlight reel of house guests eating donuts yeah it's like hey uh hey jackson did you uh take a trip this weekend and it's like they they cut to a hit clip of him like slipping like while working out one day <laughs> yeah. or something like that and it's like okay it's like man I, I mean and we we say this about the finale as well that we have like we don't have an after show with big brother people and the, the Dr. Will segment has been neutered down so much that he basically shows up in a tuxedo. He asks four questions and like some idiot says something and, and it's over. Yeah. Tribal councils are lit, though. And I do apologize. I don't think the audience should hear it too much, but there's a little bit of construction going on uh, right next to my apartment. So if you hear that, if you hear some drilling or whatever the hell it is, I apologize. Get through it together. There's a lot of things going on in the world right now. We can all deal with some drilling. We can handle it. Um, so do you think, do you think, Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to ask, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to take over okay. mansplaining. Okay. Do yeah. you think Parv at that moment in tribal council, when it's like, they're sort of getting ready to barter, throw some names on the table. Do you, like, do you think she should have just thrown it out there and been like, Hey, let's vote out Nick. Like drop the name, <laughs> just drop the name. That's what she wanted. That's what he wanted her to do. It would have been, I mean, I think maybe she should have. She she, she was going to get voted out anyways. She she kind of did nothing and she got voted out. Maybe she should have done something and been like, hey, Wendell, you and I talked and you floated Nick, Nick Nick's name out there. So maybe Nick, you should vote against Wendell. No, because as you said, I don't think it would have made a difference. Um, and the, correct me if I'm wrong, but is they're all going to age of extinction. The people who are getting voted off, but do they get to come? Do any of them get the chance to come back and play again this season? Like, I is that the prize for age they, of extinction? I think, from what my understanding is, the, you are allowed to trade in tokens for, and it, I think there's going to be a competition for so one person can come back, and. I think that's on the menu is like three or four tokens for an advantage in that competition. Okay. So I'm not hundred percent sure. Cause but, I'm one. Yeah. Well, that's what I was wondering if there's like a buyback and that's why in a way, maybe she didn't like you, maybe you don't want to burn people yet. Yeah. Like it's a very big brother way of playing, but you know, like don't, 
don't piss off the jury. Don't burn people if there's a chance you're going to come back into the game. Like maybe that's what she was going to do. But the only person she would have burned, savvy, is, isn't she? The only person she would have burned is Wendell, who's like out for her blood, anyways. Well, she doesn't want to burn Nick either. Nick has a crush on her and would probably work with her again. I know, but she should have said, "Hey." Oh, she should have said, hey, Nick, like, let's vote out Wendell. I, that, sorry, that's what I was trying to say, though, is like, oh. I think that's what he was trying to goad her into saying. And I don't think oh, she oh, said oh. it, which is like, I think that's what she was getting at. That, hey, you and I had a conversation about about potentially voting out Nick. Like, the, the whole her whole thing should have been poisoning Nick against Wendell, right? Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, actually, she should have. <laughs> yeah, I, I changed know. my answer. Yeah, maybe I didn't explain it right. I I apologize. <laughs> no, I, I think you're on to something. What I was going to ask you is, how pissed do you think Parv was when she got voted off? Pissed. She was blindsided. She didn't see that coming. Really? She was like, I, mean, I don't know how. No, she was so upset. I thought she it was like, yeah, I thought it was shocking that she was voted out, but also like it was. Of the the two votes this weekend, this episode, I thought it was the uh, the predictable one. Like I just didn't mm. see how she had the votes, and it's not like Michelle's like a super bomb player, like out there, you know, being being uh, Kevin Spacey and and House of Cards whipping votes. Yeah, the writing was honestly a little bit on the wall from the very beginning of the episode, even when they told them Boston Rob got voted off. Watch your asses. You know what I mean? It's going to be really interesting, you know, another three weeks. They're going They're going after the big game. They're big game, they're big game hunting on Survivor. Yes. And it's like, it's going to be Michelle, <clears throat> someone named Kim, uh, a bunch of other <laughs> randos, Sarah, yeah. the, Sarah, the girl who's like there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, that brings us to the second tribal council. To call. This one blindsided me. Now, there wasn't really much meat on the bones in the conversation, I don't think. Well, it was just so funny because it was like, Sandra, the fact that she was like, yeah, I'm a big, big threat. I'm a big target. I'm like <laughs> some of you other losers. <laughs> Your spirit animal. And then, I know, and then she goes back and voted out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so this was really, like, it almost took me a little bit. I had to, like, dive into the research and figure out what the actual strategy was there for a sec. Because I was like, what the hell just happened? This is, this is crazy. Yeah. So, Denise drops an immunity idol, pulls it from her underwear. It's where immunity idols live these days. Yeah. I'm immune. Any vote against me, canceled. Then drops the same another immunity idol on Jeremy, not to protect him per se, but if there is a like a hinky vote against him that wouldn't mess up her math, she her math was going to be vote out Sandra because I think if she had put it if she had given it to Sandra, then like somebody else would have. I don't, I don't even remember exactly how, yeah. how the math works on this, but. That was a baller move, and holy shit, Denise. I mean, I didn't see it coming at all, especially, and this is on me, but especially from Denise, 
Just because the last time we saw them before Tribal Council, they were in cahoots talk- and then talking about cookies and cream to try to like cover oh, their cupcakes. tracks. Yeah. So I just, I didn't see it coming and I really respect it. And it just was so funny because it happened after Sandra was like, I'm a big time, I'm a marquee name. I'm a <laughs> bold faced player, unlike Denise. And then Denise pulls like, well, we'll probably go, I mean, I imagine we'll go down in history as like one of the best blindsides oh, yeah. to a huge player who, ha- as she said, I mean, she, she won twice, right? Oh yeah. She's the only person who has. And yeah, no, absolutely. This is certainly one of the the, the boldest, most memorable moves um, in a show's history that whose history I don't know very well. Right. But I mean, you texted me, you texted me like, whoa, have you watched the episode yet? And I hadn't. So I did have that in my mind as I was watching the episode. I was like, okay, this is going to be good in some way. But even I didn't think that both those two huge power players would be going home. Yeah, like, imagine a BB double eviction where, like, imagine, like, a BB-17 double eviction where, like, Vanessa and and Steve go home or something like that. (laughs) It's like, whoa, holy crap. Like, that never happens. It's always, like, some rando who's like, I don't know, I don't get to see my messages. And they're like, no, it's for the best. And, uh... Yeah. yeah, This was was a fantastic episode and, uh, good shit. Yeah, so major snaps to Big Brother for really freaking bringing it. I the mean, survivor. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I was about to say, I'm so on board now. Mm-hmm. I, I so, I'm so on board. I messed up the name of the show. But anyway, loving it. Um, and we have a couple of questions and comments. Yes. So let's get to those. Um, from Gender Nectar. What do y'all suspect that Julie is doing on lockdown? Do you think she's quarantined herself away from the entire family? This is a great question. Oh, yeah. Well, we, as we've all seen from the way celebrities have been acting out and wilding out on Instagram Live and wherever else, celebrities are going a little crazy at the moment because they're used to being the center of attention on a set where they're being catered to 24-7. And now they're all locked away in their house where they're not getting any attention. So they're doing anything they can to get it. This is a conversation we even had at work where it's like, is it if we are to assume if the scientists are correct that like half of the planet is going to get this virus, when is Mm -hmm. it no longer newsworthy when someone is like gets this gets this virus? Like, what's the do we need to report on? every single noteworthy person who tests positive for it, if half of the noteworthy people theoretically get it, like what's the, what's the level there? I think we're like three weeks away from not caring anymore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if someone passes away, obviously that's, that's newsworthy or whatever, but like, are you saying you think Julie has it? No, (laughs) I think Julie, my answer I know Julie stood up, stood up for her man's yeah. Mr. Moonves. She took yeah. on his name at a very late stage in their marriage. Yeah. But I wonder if it's like the first the first episode of Black Mirror, where the prime minister fucks a pig. Yeah, revi- much what a simpler time in yes. world history. 
And then the the last scene, it cuts to like one year later and the prime minister has a really high approval rating and he's going out and he's like, you know, cutting the ribbon at a, at a, at a ceremony or whatever. Yeah. And his wife is there and they're smiling. They're making fun of it. It's all in the past. And then they get back to 10 Downing Street or Downing Place, whatever. I'm not English. I don't know yeah. the name of your White House. <laughs> and uh, they get back and the wife instantly turns cold and is like, doesn't want anything to do with him. I wonder yeah. if that's the move for Julie Chen is like, I'm Julie Chen. Moonves now. Take that the view. And then <laughs> and then she gets home and she's like, Les, I do not even want to see you for like a month. I wonder if she's well, isolating more. Maybe she is. And really, she should be concerned about Les because Les is prime coronavirus material. He's old. He's a man. He's, you know, that type of man is handshaking everybody, not washing their hands regularly. So if I were her, I'd be concerned. I think they're definitely on lockdown. They're in some like fabulous compound. Oh, yeah. They, you know, the help probably lives with them. So it's not that different from their everyday life. Um, it was rough. And- it's a pretty rough look when Jennifer Lopez, like, she's like, oh, this is what we're doing in the quarantine. Her, A-Rod. Uh, did you see this tweet? Their house yeah. literally looks like the, the house from Parasite. And yeah. with this immaculate garden and their her son is like on one of those little like little wheelie scooter things. And it's like, cool. You guys have a backyard and a pool. That sounds nice. Yeah, sure does. <laughs> and it's like, so... I don't feel bad for the celebrities. Like you guys have more than two rooms in your apartment or wherever you live and potentially a a backyard. Yeah. Beautiful in LA right now. GFY. GFY. Um, so I'm sure she's doing just fine. Uh, from, thank you for that question. It was a really good one. Um, from (laughs) at Jill Jam June. Mm -hmm. If you haven't already discussed it, what are your thoughts on the German big brother happening? as this outbreak progresses. So we didn't talk about it. I just saw it tweeted at us last week. And now I'm glad you bring like someone Brent sent in the question because it really is incredible. Um, I mean, we saw something big like this happen with OTT with the president getting elected, but BB2, I, mean, I believe nine 11 happened during BB2. Right. What a wild, like in some ways they're as safe as they could be in the house yeah so it's like you don't want to break them up and take them out really but as you mentioned last week it's not just the people in the house that you have to be worried about it's like there are people there 24 7 working on this show in production as well yeah and they have to go home to their families they have to take public transportation or whatever i'm sure it's in berlin i'm sure it's in a very hip City. I don't know where the film capital of Germany is. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. But I don't... sexy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very cool, like post Cold War art and sausages yeah, yeah. and breweries. But... <laughs> <laughs> but the problem was that it was like this moral quandary. Like, when do you tell people? Because like their families could be affected, blah, blah, blah. But so they did tell them. Apparently they told them three days ago. I didn't watch. I didn't watch any of their clips of it. I uh, didn't see. I just looked up to see if they had told them yet. And they have. But I can. I didn't see any clips yet. And I'm, I'm curious to watch. But apparently they like. They sent in videos from the people's families. 
and the videos were like, we're fine. Like, obviously some of us are scared, but it's okay. Like keep doing what you're doing. Maybe. And they tried to make jokes, like maybe steal us a roll of toilet paper when you come home, like stuff like that. So they kept it light. Sounds like. First of all, I cannot believe that Germans are hoarding toilet paper, such an organized and logical people. <laughs> I don't believe that they are. Yeah. You're a liar. Also, I, I'm glad they did that, though, like showing videos of their families, because I, I kind of had this vision in my mind of them telling the contestants and the German Julie Chen comes on and is like, hey, guys, just letting you know the real world is on lockdown because of a super virus. And like, I bet some people wouldn't believe it or they would start laughing and then they'd get like canceled the next day for like making light of the super virus or whatever. And I I don't want people to be put in a bad situation with something like really uh, serious. And how do you break that? How do you break news that it's like the fucking like I hate saying it, but there's no other way to describe it. It's like this is like the plot of a movie or a video game or something like that you know how do you break that news to people when it's like they walked into this house two months ago and they were like yeah whatever life is life yeah and it's it's a tricky thing to break as well because truly especially when you're in in the big brother house and you're so taken away from reality and everything's about the game and you don't get access to anything else I could see people being like, oh, this is just like a setup for a future challenge. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? <laughs> like, so th- they had to really make it real. So that's, it's great that they brought in the family. Yeah. On day 77, Julie told us about a virus. <laughs> like, remember. And we had to unscramble challenge. the words. And then that fat guy from UCB yeah. came in and was like, he was the doctor, <laughs> the evil zombie doctor. Um, Thank you for that question. So at Sean Carl sent us in a clip and wanted to said, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this moment from last season, which is contestants on Survivor absolutely losing their shit over Applebee's. Want to know what you're playing for? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the biggest reward of the season. And we wanted to make it special. So we brought Applebee's to feature. You'll enjoy Applebee's loaded, sizzled fajitas, smothered in hot queso. We've got steak, chicken, shrimp, plus the classic combo, buffalo chicken wings. Wait, 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 all the fixings, all the fixings? With all the fixings. Spinach, artichoke dip, quesadillas. Got room for dessert? Yeah, I do, Jess. How about the blue ribbon brownie? I retweeted it from our Twitter account, so everyone, please feel free to go take a look if you haven't seen this clip because it is cuckoo bananas. Um, you know, Applebee's bought 30 seconds, or not even like a minute 30 on Survivor and was like, make the, make the Survivors lose their shit over our sizzling fajitas. And it is incredible. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really fantastic. And... I mean, I, I I don't know if you noticed, but like, I mean, you have like you watch commercials now. There's this whole f- sort of like faux realism thing, like the Chevy commercials. Burger King does it too, where it's like a lot of real looking people being like, "Wow, this is truly a meatless Whopper." Oh, I had no idea. 
and they cast people they cast the sort of normal looking people and they shoot it in a way that it seems like it's actually real people or whatever being like oh wow i'm gonna buy this chevy truck and uh you know what you know what's a better form of like trying to get real people to to uh evangelize about your product get 20 starving fucking people on a <laughs> desert island and be like i'll fucking eat anything from applebee's i'll eat the worst yeah. thing on your menu jeff goes through every single item he's like beef chicken avocado onions spinach <laughs> And every single ingredient, they're just losing their minds. Some of them repeat it back. They're like, shrimp? There's shrimp? <laughs> I will suck Jeff's dick for a quesadilla <laughs> from yeah, Applebee's. so good. Eat I mean, good Jeff's... in the neighborhood. <laughs> Jeff's reading of it really makes it worth the while. So, yeah, thank you so much for sending that in. We love when people send stuff Jeff like that in Jeff is a us. consummate pro, whether it's, is. like, just doing play by play on a competition, it, reading promotional copy from hmm. a neighborhood pub and grill. Yes. He's the guy. He's the man. I hope you, Jeff doesn't get it. Are you an Applebee's person? Chili's, mm. TGI Fridays? Yes, yes. TGI and Chili's, I prefer over Applebee's. I would this say. is correct. Yeah. What if you were on a desert island? Um, I'd eat it all. And I, there's nothing I love more than the sound of a sizzling plate of fajitas oh, passing yeah. my table. And I'm sure I've talked about this on the podcast before, but the way everyone like take, stands up and takes attention to that sizzling plate as it passes by. And it's so dangerous. Oh, it's, it's like, Oh yeah. It could burn your hand. Like they, every time they tell you, Hey, be careful. This plate is really hot. And every time you're like, I wonder how hot it is. <laughs> I love that at any restaurant when the guy, when like the 24 year old guy's like, and he's like not even wearing gloves or anything. He's like, watch out. This is really yeah. hot. And I'm like, how did you fucking do that though? And then I touch it. And I'm like, literally fucking burnt. I can't feel my finger for the next day. Like, Whoa. How do they, they love, they've, yeah, they've lost feeling in their hands, but give it up for the hospital workers, part. the doctors and give it up for the waiters out of work. Yes. Holding, oh my god! More putting up, so putting a plate on a fucking on their stove, heating it up to a thousand degrees, and just holding it so they don't lose just the, to feel the calloused their calloused fingers. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, keeping them in our yeah, that's <laughs> that's a very real actually, Brandon. Very Sorry. real. Um, uh, from at Rajko Avlijas. They want to know, are you watching BB Can? If so, what are your thoughts on the removal of the two recent house guests? So we're not watching no. BB Can, but I did see a little No thoughts. What? <laughs> no, that's it. <laughs> well, I did see a little a little bit about this on the on the old timeline. I mean, of course, as with anything else, there was some sort of like racism going on, oh, which makes me very sad because you know it's in, in Canada. Canada. Which we're supposed to be above that in Canada. I'm sorry, um, but I hate you because of your race. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so they they took out Jamar because he threatened another house guest. He threatened him being like, I'm going to find you when we're out and I'm going to like shoot you or something. It's not, like not in so many wow. words. Please don't come at us. Do they have guns I'm in not Canada? Watching. 
I mean, they're harder to get, but yeah, there are. Like hunting guns. Like there's people who shoot yes. moose or whatever. Yeah. Leave moose but, alone, by the way. Yeah, Noble, leave them alone. Well, they're huge. They can really destroy you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw one IRL. I was like, holy fucking shit. And it was yeah, like, it wasn't crazy. even a big one. I was like, oh my God, this is a giant creature. It's crazy that they're real. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> can I tell you something? Anyway, I so. Can yeah. I tell you something about my interactions with BB Canada? Please. I've yeah. muted various BB Can hashtags on Twitter just because I follow a lot of BB people and I just can't fucking look yes. at like people like just live tweeting the fucking li- live feeds or the shows or whatever. Right. I just like, I don't care. I had, I don't, sorry, don't care. I'm out. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's very fair. You know, it's all about self care in this day. And age. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would think, honestly, we're going to get so desperate. I think we will start watching because if they're in the house right now, keep them in the fucking house and just let that show ride for years until this whole thing passes us by. Oh, yeah. We're uh, we're instituting a new uh, twist. Um, Everyone's back in the game and no one's getting voted out for uh, six months. (laughs) And you just have to keep competing. Yeah. Um. Well, guys, thank you so much for those comments and questions. I, I sent up at the call very last minute, but you still came through. So thank Hell you. Yeah. And we're just loving this season of Survivor. So whether you love Big Brother, Survivor, or just having two people talk to you during this very weird time, we're happy to have you. What are you watching? What are you watching aside from that? Yeah, send us in any other recommendations. I'm about to start Little Fires Everywhere, and I'm very excited for it. I feel like I'm out on that show, just from the trailer. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. It's, I think it's going to be another morning show for me. But, uh, you know, A beautiful hate watch <laughs> that you watch all of. Yes. yes. <laughs> I didn't even watch but, a second of the morning show. Good. Honestly, you're better for it. Yeah. Um, but thank you again for listening, and... We'll see you next time. Bye, Jeff. Bye, Jeff. My name is Jeff.